Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silouan. Great to be with you on this Friday. Hope you've got a great weekend coming up. Going to end the week today telling you about a man I knew, his father Roman. Now, his official title was Archimandrite Roman, but I always knew him as Father Roman. He passed away at the age of 93 on April 28th, 2015, about five years or so ago now. He was born in Condrita. Bessarabia, <laughs> how do you like that, Bessarabia, on April 2nd, 1922, 1947, he graduated magna cum laude from the Theological Institute in Bucharest, Romania. Not long after that, as an academic in communist Romania, he was put in prison. After about a year or so, he was paroled from prison, tonsured a monk, Eventually became a priest. Not long after that, late 50s, he was put in prison where he was sentenced to 18 years of forced labor. From 1959 until 1964, he spent time in various concentration camps in the Danu Delta of Romania, where he was tortured, beaten. Those of you that know, don't know about the concentration camps of Romania and many communist countries at that time, their aim was to brainwash you, that whatever you believed in, if you were Christian, it was to eradicate your belief, to do anything they could to make you renounce your face, to be less than human, including torturing your friends. Being put in a situation where it was like, you, you torture them or you die. Daily beatings, daily torture, starvation, most people didn't survive. Those that did survive, very few survived with their faith. Father Roman did. You read about his life, you read his writings, you learned about the dark places that he went to, the times that he doubted faith, he doubted his God. More than anything, you learn how he came out of that with a deeper faith, with a deeper understanding of God. Type of person, when you read about his life, if you're on your own journey, you're looking for wisdom, you're looking for people that have been through hell and survived to keep their faith intact, you want to meet him. Well, about the time I learned about Father Roman, I found out he wasn't far from me. I was here in Indiana, and he was up in Michigan at the Dormition of the Mother of God Monastery in Rives Junction. Technically, he was retired, even though he was kind of the mentor, spiritual father to all the female monastics up there. So we made our way to Rives Junction to see this holy man, and I'll never forget really the first time I got to spend time in his presence. It was an early morning service. Started when it was still dark, it was going to be a gorgeous day when we woke up that morning. The sky was clear. The air was crisp. We walked into the small chapel they had at the time. Now they've built this 
amazing church, but at the time it was just a small chapel. Nothing but candlelight. The sun started to rise. Beams of light came through the windows right to the center of the chapel where Father Roman eventually walked out to to do the morning prayers, to read from Scripture. And as he stood there in the dim candlelight and the rays of the sun came through the window and hit him and illumined him, I understood what torture was. He was in his 70s at the time. He'd lost a lot of his hair. You could see, you know, the smooth skin on his skull. And there on his head, you saw where his skull had been crushed. And when I mean crushed, I mean it looked like someone took a baseball bat, went boom, and a huge part of your skull just got crushed in. Now, I had heard how because of the torture he had suffered that he still lived in pain, and I saw that, and I couldn't imagine what that would do to you, to have your skull crushed like that, the headaches, the pressure. Yet there he was, standing there in that church, praying as peaceful as could be, as far away from the concentration camps as one could imagine. Well, in that visit, I really didn't get to talk to him. We just sort of were there, busy. Got to be with the people in the monastery. It was a great, peaceful time away from the craziness of the world. But both my wife and I had a desire to talk to him, to learn from him. So the next time we came back, we, we, we set up appointments where we could go talk to him, have a confession separately. Now, you can imagine, just with the little I've told you, the stories I'd heard, miraculous things that had happened through him and around him. Stories people had told us of going to talk to him. I mean, we went on that visit expecting miraculous things. You know, I expected to go in there and like have the mysteries of the universe revealed to me to unlock things hidden inside me I didn't even know were there and to come away just mystified by the wonder of grace and holy people. I mean, that's where I was. It's like, I'm going to go see this guy that's going to be a saint someday. What's going to happen? It was completely not what I expected. I get in there, sit down, start talking to Father Roman, and he just you know, asked me a little bit about myself. And pretty much as soon as he found out that I was married and had kids, his line of questioning was, was kind of like this. Do you love your wife? Do you cheat on her? Do you yell at her? Do you hit her? Do you love your children? Do you pray with them? Do they see you pray? Do they see you and your wife pray together? Do you pray at meals? That was it. It was literally as practical as could be. In the moment, I thought to myself, nothing mysterious, nothing earth-shattering, but man, he's asking some pretty personal questions. And as he went on, I realized all he wanted to know is how I lived my life, what I did from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, and was it focused on God or not? And that's it. That's it. As practical as can be. Later that day, I didn't believe it was after lunch, my wife and I were walking around the grounds of the monastery. We're talking about what happened. She got asked the same thing. Do you love your husband? Do you cheat on him? Do you yell at him? You know, do you pray with your kids? And it taught me a lot. You know, and in a way, it's exactly what I needed to hear. That faith is, is right now. 
It's what you do every day. It's not looking for enlightenment. It's not thumbing through your Bible looking for the mysteries of the universe and discovering something no one's discovered before. It's practical. It's what you do every moment of every day. It's what you do with the seemingly mundane things of life. It's praying before meals. It's reading your Bible. It's putting your kids to bed and reading them books. It's praying with your wife. It's going to church. It's what you do every day. Whether you're living in America in 2020 or you're struggling to survive in a communist prison camp in the late 50s and early 60s. And I realized that it was so important to him because that's what sustained him. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you could read stories about miraculous things that happened in those prison camps. But when you got to know him, when you read more about his life, I mean, one of the last books he produced was a Psalter, a prayer book, something you could use every day. That what sustains us is not looking for the miraculous. What sustains us are the things we do every day. Do you get up early and pray? Or do you sleep in and forget to pray and start your day without thinking about God? Do you eat a meal together as a family and take the time to pray and take the time to be with each other and talk? Or, or do you just grab something on the go? Do you, do you pray with the people that you love? Do you ask tough questions? Do you have a cycle of services in your life? Do you order your week around your family and God? Or do you order your week around work and the world, and money, and then all those other things just happen when they happen. Now, that's not always easy to do, but I've always come back to that. I've always found that when I strayed, when my faith weakened, when I went to a dark place, the thing that always got me back on track wasn't some enlightenment, you know, or some miraculous thing. It was just getting up and doing those things that Father Roman asked me all those years ago. Do you love your wife? Do you pray with your kids? Do you read your Bible? Do you go to church? And that's it. It's that simple. That is life. Don't make it any more than that. Don't make it any less than that. It'll keep you on track. I can't imagine what life in a concentration camp was like. I mean, it, it was probably impossible to think about the future because your days were so long and so filled with pain and torture. You couldn't even imagine going through that another six months or another year, much less nine years or eight years or however long he, he was there in that, in that prison. You only make it through it each day at a time doing the things you need to do. You know, in our faith, there's the, the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's a great prayer. I bet he had moments where all he could do was get through that prayer. That's it. He could get through those, you know, 10 or 12 words, and that's it. But he focused on that, the practical little things of faith in life, and it sustained him. And then ultimately, it put him in a place that even with a skull that was crushed, he could find peace anywhere by just standing there and praying. I think it's something we all want to aspire to. Because we all find that place where we realize that life is just those little things, that life are those moments standing at prayer, down on our knees in prayer, holding the hands of the people that we love, the routines we develop of going to church, of praying at meals, 
See, those are things, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter where you live, it doesn't matter what disappointments you're facing, it doesn't matter what temptations you're facing. You can own those things, you can possess those things at any moment. And I think what that honest, honestly living saint showed me was don't, don't go searching for the miraculous, don't go searching for the supernatural. If it happens, it's going to happen. God's going to make it happen. It's not you. What you go searching for is the practical, the mundane, the things that truly sustain you. So as you go to this weekend, and I'm sure you got plans, and I'm sure you're busy, just do a couple practical things to remind you of what's important. Pray a little bit longer than usual at a family meal. Get in your Bible with someone in your house and talk about it together. Meet somebody new at church. Get to church early. Heck, get up early before church and pray before you even go to church that when you go to church, you're going to receive whatever's there for you. Order your life around those things this weekend, and you'll be surprised at how it changes your perspective. Maybe you're struggling with something in life, and you're so focused on that, you're not doing this other. Maybe that's exactly what you need. I, th I thank God for Father Roman. I wish he hadn't had to suffer. I wish he hadn't had to been tortured. But he used that to be a light to others, to live his life focused on God. You know, we're not all called, obviously, to serve like he did, but I believe we're all called to live that way. Ordering our life in the most practical ways around our faith and around God and our family so that we can truly be who we were created to be. And you can find that right now, today. When this podcast is over, grab that Bible. Say that prayer. Hug your kid. Love your wife. And remind yourself, those are the only things that matter. That's it. And those are the things that will sustain you through bad financial times, bad political times, being tortured in prison. Until next time, my friends, I am your host, Silouan. Aim high. Spread your wings. It's a great weekend coming up. Do that. And keep your eyes on the things that matter. Loving those you love, praying at meals, sitting around having long conversations, getting up early and praying. It's the mundane, practical things that ultimately are what make life meaningful and sometimes a little magical. Well, until next time, have a good one. And as always, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.